America is sick, financially sick. We were sold the American dream, yet over 75% of us live paycheck to paycheck. How are we supposed to live the life of our dreams and not go broke in the process? How do we develop the financial skills and habits of the ultra wealthy to create and grow true wealth when we were never taught? Those are the questions and this show will give you the answers. Welcome to the Healthier Money Podcast, the only financial show breaking all the rules to tell it to you straight. Join us and together we will live long and profit. Hey, Pat Moran from Healthier Money. I'm, as always, with my buddy Mark Sterling. Um, uh, has a very successful tax practice. Mark, we've talked repeatedly about, you know, coronavirus now. People taking a step back, working out of their house, and all of a sudden they want to be this small business owner or they want to be that entrepreneur they never were. What are some of the things that you would help people with and what are some of the things that you're seeing? Well, you know, we get a lot of requests from people that are, that are starting, they want to start a business. They don't know what to do. Um, they, they want to work from home now because that's kind of the sure. new thing. So they start with, they, they have an idea, they find an interest and then, uh, but some people really, they, they don't know what to do first. Okay. You know, do I... Uh, do I start? Do I open a bank account first? No, okay. you can't open. A, you can't open a bank right. account. What do you do? So I tell them, you know, you should open up. Uh, well, you, the first thing you do is you need to come up with your idea, and you need to create a business plan, so that they have some. They've thought through it, and it forces you to think through the whole process from start to finish of what your business is going to look like, who's going to run it, what hours are you going to keep, uh, and then you're talking about situations where they're working from home or they can have an office. Are they able to separate their business? From the personal, can they have the um, can they have their spouse or significant other and kids home? Do they have kids? Are they empty? Are they in a different space? So there's a lot. Of, what is some of the emotional mindset that's going on? I mean, you've got to have heard some crazy stories. <laughs> well, that people are afraid. Okay. Um, they're afraid because they're not going to have a steady check all okay. the time. Okay. They're afraid because they they don't know what they don't know. Okay. And. You know, you, you start walking through these things, and people, I mean, they're they're when they, when I meet with them, their shoulders are all hunched up, sure, and they're, you know, really stressed out because right. they're talking about money, and especially if they're like the sole income earner and they're trying to go out on their own, you know, sometimes the spouse has gotten a job somewhere so that they can go out on their own as on their own having their own business. So those are also some options, too. You know, and, and this is definitely going to be to the same degree that for you. I've, with my clients and talking and stuff, I mean, let's face it, you you know, we get to know quite a bit about them mm -hmm. and even get to, you know, sometimes the darkest secrets. <laughs> when they come in and they start asking you those questions, I'm curious, what are they looking for from you in the way of an answer? Is it validation? A lot of times, it's I'm, I'm the uh, therapist, if you would say, okay. just like you know, financial planners are. Sure. So you know, they'll start talking, and you know, our, our tagline has become your fiscal therapist, because people they, they just want to they want to bounce ideas off them, and they've had their discussions okay. amongst themselves, or they've talked to, you know, they were they're checking out at the grocery store, and they talked to the grocery store uh, cashier, and they to get their ideas, and now they they're moving forward with that, and then they come to me and share that with me, and I'm like. Well, is that is that somebody you trust? Is that someone you, you right. want their guidance? So, so I tell them what what they really need to do is is have that comfort level with their financial planner, with their accountant, with their attorney, with their banker. 
These are people that, you know, that will form the team around them and then and start getting that team to work for them and have and get the guidance and advice from them. Okay. Because without that, you know, they're they're just it's the last person who talks to them, they take their advice rather than Do not. you find that uh, in this uh, you know, objective of trying to pursue their dream and things like that, that they often forget a lot of the other issues. You know, they're working, they're so working so hard in their business, they forget to work on their business. 100%. In fact, most of the people, for example, uh, most of the people, let's say an electrician, they know elect electrical work like the back of their hand, but they have no idea about business. They have, they have no idea what tax returns need to get filed, if tax returns need to get, when the due dates are, how to keep track of their records, what to do um, if, if they have, they need a contract. Do they need a contract? What's, what, what's it supposed right. to be? Do they provide an invoice? Do they not provide an invoice? So there's, there's so many questions and they don't know how to do it with, without um, asking someone or getting involved. So most of those kind of questions come to me. How about um, financially? I think a lot of businesses and a lot of ideas fail because the finances just simply aren't there. I mean, don't you, would you agree that really having good financial resources is going to be one of the starting points of any conversation or am I wrong? Oh, 100% right. In fact, most of the people start off undercapitalized so they okay. don't have enough money to start with. Okay. And then they try to, you know, they're, they're relying on income coming in to pay their bills and if they don't get enough income, then they get behind and then they start using credit cards right. if they have them. And, and then it, it just kind of a domino effect. So it, it would, it, ideally what you do is you have enough working capital, you have a way to set up uh, a line of credit uh, with with the bank, so you kind of have worked that into your uh, business plan, and so that you're able to function and have a backup if you need it too. A lot of people use their their homes uh, to get a home equity line, so that they have a little line of credit for their business as well. Uh, some people have borrowed against their vehicles, you know, to get some cash to have some cash up front, and then that way they know they've got a low interest rate and they're right. able to make payments. So there's all different ways that people have have adapted if they're not able to go borrow money. And I think we'll explore some of those liability issues because Lord knows that could be days on days of conversation. I, you know, I, I think what's really important is the mindset. You know, I, I really want people to truly appreciate what they're signing up for as an entrepreneur. And I think that they've done surveys and, and it's like the number one thing. I want to work for myself, have my own company. It's the American dream. Uh, what are some of the crazy things that you've seen? Well, they don't understand that if they don't work, they don't get paid. Okay. And That's they, a great they, point. And they want to also take a vacation, and when they're okay. gone, right, they, they don't get paid. <laughs> or if they need to be gone and there's no one there to cover for them if they're on their own. Right. So, you know, going out solo, there's things to think about. So what's going to happen if? You know, do you have someone to replace you or, or uh, someone that's going to be there instead of you if you're going? You right. Know, or do you just shut down everything and right. say, I'm gone, and then you just don't take new business on for that time? Uh, there's, there's all sorts of things like that that, that, go through, that go through their heads. But you know, most of them, because of the fear of, some have the fear of success as well. You oh, know? that's a good point. I didn't um, even think about that. So, because if, if they, they, they hold themselves back and then other people just have the fear of the unknown and, but, but you walk through it. So they're, they're thinking because they don't know what they don't know, right? they'll ask 
um, they'll, we'll start talking, they'll start talking to, you know, all their, their circles of influence. And, and we come up with a game plan. And the ones that do that and plan for it and, and have the financial uh, wherewithal to do so, those are the ones that succeed. They, they emphasize the, the importance of the accountant and, and the financial planner. Because the, in accounting and the tax work and the planning, if they do all that stuff up front, right. they're able to, uh, they save money, they're set up the right way um, and type of entity. And if they don't do that, you know, they say, oh, I'm just gonna start up my business and they're a sole proprietorship and they make a ton of money that year. When I see them at tax time, I'm like, well, it just cost you an extra 20% because it's right. not enough. And then they're like, what do you mean? Can I go back? No, you can't go back. You know, I mean, there's, there's those, those things. So it's the planning, the business plan, the thought process beforehand is, is the most crucial, I do find. Do you, um, what do you think about some of the things that are being ban bantered about right now about still needing more payday uh, or, you know, payment uh, protection plans, the government coming in and providing more money to small business. Where do you stand on that? You're in the front lines. You see, you know, that all the time. People taking loans, not taking loans, being on the verge of, you know, financially running out of money. What do you think about all that? Very interesting question. Uh, the, the payroll protection program was very helpful and very successful and when it ran out, then you've got that, that period of time where now what do I do? If I keep my employees, then I need, because that's what I was set up sure, for, to keep, sure. to keep everyone on, on payroll. And, but when it ran out, and if you keep paying and you can't really open or you can't really operate, what happens? And so and then they didn't allow, uh, on the second round of the PPP loans, you couldn't get an, uh, a second, you, you couldn't apply again if you've already applied. So it was only for new people. So if they're doing it, it would be nice for the people who applied to apply again, right. or maybe an, an easier way to do so. And that way, when they get their funding, it, it helps get them through the, the crunch because there's still a lot of people uh, barely hanging on. I mean, I know I mean, most of the restaurant clients I've worked with are, are oh, closing yeah. or they're, I mean, I've, I've been around even big cities, I've, some of the big chains, they've shut down permanently uh, several of the restaurants. Yeah, I heard uh, someone say the other day that, uh, you know, restaurant choices are all going to be, you know, with the, the big, you know, conglomerates, you know, because the small mom pops, they're, they're just not going to be around anymore. If they have debt and they can't service their debt and it's just a matter of, you know, what, what and they have high rent, they're not going to be able to, to keep going. Right. And then, yeah. Have you heard some, uh, I, I'm just kind of curious, what are some crazy stories or business stories that, you know, you went through, you've heard, or something that happened with your clients? Is there anything that kind of, there's a couple of things looking back and said, man, what were they thinking? Well, people who've started their business with no money, and then in a week they were out of business. Right. I mean, that, that's happened very. Uh, you've it, seen that I've before? Seen that, I've seen that happen quite a bit, actually. Because what kind of a business would give me an example of what somebody did? Were they a retail shop where they bought a bunch of inventory? They couldn't oh, pay for geez. it. They opened the doors and no one was coming in day, you know, week one. Then, and they couldn't pay their payroll. People quit because they didn't have any money. They, right. didn't, they didn't plan for it. Right. And it, it's, it's funny in a sad way <laughs> to see right. what people, you, you would, some, some things are common sense to people and some, sometimes it's not you have to have that entrepreneurial spirit. Some people really want to be on their own, but they don't, you were asking about mindset. You have to be willing to 
you know, be, be good about setting your own hours of when you're going to work. You right. know, if you like to sleep in all day and start working at, you know, three in the afternoon, then you got to be able to say, okay, I need to put eight hours in. Is it from three to 11? Right. Or is That's it, true. or, or are you just going to say three and now I'm going to do this and you're easily distracted and, and you're just not, you need to be self-disciplined. I've had a gut check many times wondering, you know, oh my gosh, the end <laughs> of the month's coming up. How am I going to? you know, pay all the bills. Mm -hmm. You just have to, there has to be kind of a quiet confidence mm -hmm. inside yourself that, you know, you believe in your product, you believe in what you're doing, you, you believe that things are going to kind of work out. And I, you know, we, we've had a lot of events that, you know, 2008 tried a lot of people, you know, we, the tech bubble and, you know, now it's the coronavirus, mm -hmm. you know, and, I guess you could adhere to these crazy conspiracy theories, but the reality is it only points to the fact that you better have a lot of intestinal fortitude as a small business person or an entrepreneur because setbacks are going to happen. Mm -hmm. And if you do not respond well to stress or being self-resilient, it's not the business for you. The stress level is high because if you don't perform, it's, I mean, it's all on you. Everything from liability to... Uh, you know, to making sure the, the customer or client are happy, to billing, to collecting, to banking, and, and customer service. You've got to be able to, you know, you're, you're everything as, a, as a, an entrepreneur. You're a salesperson, you're, a, um, you're, you're the boss, and you're the employee. Uh, you're, you're somebody who needs to be on call most of the time when you're starting your business. You need to be say, you need to say and be available 24 seven. Right. Yeah. But some people say, set your boundaries. It's great. It's great to set your boundaries. But when you set your boundaries, then what's going to make you different from somebody else? Who's your competition? How are you going to attract other people? How are you going to attract the, the people that are already out there? Uh, as customers or clients of yours, if you don't do anything different, if you're always, if you just say I'm working three days a week and you're only working four hours a day, right. well, if you're hard to get a hold of, right. it's, it, you're not accessible. And it's like, well, you know what? I want someone I can get a hold of. I want someone I can at least talk to on a Friday if I need to. Right. Sure. You know, maybe I have payroll. I'm a business. I have payroll sure. on Fridays. But I've seen people miss payroll. You're saying what stories? Uh, I've seen miss people. Uh, not have enough money where they take money to themselves, pay themselves, but they don't pay their employees. Right. And then the employees say, what's going on? And they were, I, I, I even experienced firsthand. I was back in the eighties. I worked for an accounting firm they, they didn't pay their bills. And, uh, you know, we'd go and see if there, the lights were on uh, right. oh, uh, that day to see if we could work or not, you know? So, and we'd stand by the, um, the mail when it came in to hope a client was paying it, you know, with, with some checks so we could right. you know, get paid that week. I always thought, um, one of the things that I always think is unique about you is, um, I could pick up the phone anytime and you're going to answer it. Um, and I'm a little bit of that way too. I mean, sometimes frankly, it's a detriment. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so one of the things that I think is important in this conversation is you can't do it all by yourself and you touched upon the team but i also think part of those boundaries that you've discussed is really taking a hard look at yourself you know i've been fortunate to make you know seven figures on many occasions but not because of me mm -hmm. because of the pieces that i've been able to put around me um and i've maybe been able to take that vacation or something like that not because of me 
but because of the pieces that I have around me. And I, and I think that a lot of times we, we look at, you know, the fact that we're going to run through the wall with our hair on fire and think that's going to solve everything. And it's just not. Right. And we're not that we can't, like you said, we can't be everything to everybody. Right. And, and if, and part of being an entrepreneur is knowing how to delegate right. and knowing what you can do and what you can't do and right. what your limits are. And I've, I have a lot of people who, I, I had a dentist that it was a, um, a, a dentist that deals with making orthodontics or a, that, models uh, or uh, that makes your teeth all look pretty. Uh, cosmetic okay. dentist. Oh, dentist cosmetic. Right? Okay. He was very, he loved detail and he didn't want to spend a lot of money doing um, account he, with, an, with us, with an accounting firm. And so he wanted to do a lot of it himself, but he wasn't good at it. So he, all the, every time he would spend two hours, it would cause an extra four or five hours on our part. So it cost him more the more he was involved. So he was doing a, a mega business, and the more he spent on the accounting, he would stay up like six, seven hours after he got home to work on accounting that would make it worse. Oh my goodness. We'd have to come and fix it. So he was losing, he would get out of, out of touch and he would get tired all the time. And he, so he started losing patience right. um, and lost his re, you know, revenue went down. So his revenue goes down and, and he has more of a, and he's paying more on the accounting side just right. because he's doing something that's not his expertise. It was, you know, for something very relatively inexpensive to have be taken care of, you know, record keeping is important. Right. I know that I've gotten to the point with my business where I, you know, I, I, I'm in the business of finances, you're in the business of accounting, and you know, I know you rely on your partner sometimes to, to help resolve issues, and you know, I, I rely on outsourcing for my books in accounting because I just simply can't do it. And I'm one of the worst. I put it all in the box and say, here you go, Mark, figure it all <laughs> out, you know? Yeah, I mean, you've been to that movie many times. But I also think, too, what's very important is if you're going to have that entrepreneurial spirit, it's so important to be surrounded by uh, people that share the same passion. Mm -hmm. That loyalty issue cannot be overlooked. And I've often said that um, I've worked alone, I've worked you know, with big teams, and I've worked with small teams. I, I've always felt that loyalty to me was absolutely the first place where it all started. I, um, I agree. And, you know, it, I tell people to join some sort of a networking group or a think idea. tank. Great idea. Uh, so that they're talking to people who are just, like you said, just as excited, just as right. motivated to keep going. Because if, if you just have someone that says, yeah, I'm just kind of dabbling here. And you've got someone over here that's like, hey, this is I'm, I'm in it, you know, 1000 uh, percent. Uh, and then it, it, that right. makes a difference. I also run across a lot of people who are in uh, those MLM groups <laughs> and who try, who, who believe that if they sell their next bottle of X, right. you know, whatever it's, it's going to be, they're going to be the next million dollar, you know, uh, right. million, million dollar homeowner or whatever right. they, they go. Right. And, and, you know, I, it's hard because I also, I'm real with them. And to say, you know, hey, I, I totally support you. I'm, I think this is, this is great. But how much, I said, let's, get, let's set a time limit. Sure. And I don't think yeah. there's anything wrong with dreams and goals no. and passion. That's what makes it fun. But I also think with a lot of the entrepreneurs that, I, that I've run into and had the pleasure of being with, lack of a better term, there never seems to be enough. They're always pushing 
to that next, you know, next level. You're, you're kind of rare. I think, you know, you've kind of arrived at a spot where you've been able to kind of see your life now, what, what you'd like to have happen. Mm -hmm. And you're going to work towards that dream. I think there's a lot of people that become an entrepreneur and then don't really set the expectations of what it is that they truly want to have happen. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm going to go start this business. Well, great. What's the end result mm -hmm. of starting that business? I mean, where do you see yourself? What's the picture? And I think you said it best early on, thinking it all the way through. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a show right now on, I think it's the Discovery Channel or something, it talks about I quit. And the premise of the show is, is you have uh, one person in both camps, the working for somebody else, the wanting to be an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. And the, the show follows three or four people a day and, and watches their struggles as they try to figure out, do I need to be in this world or do I need to be in that world? And you know, the thing I walk away from, frankly, is you can't half-ass it. Mm -hmm. you, know, you better decide if you're gonna be here, you'll be good at what you are, or if you're gonna be here, you need to be great. Um, and then once that comes together, really, what does that look like? Mm -hmm. And, uh, and I, I admire you in some respects because you got a beautiful home, you you know, a great family, um, and I think you kind of see where it is that you want. I mean, we started off this conversation privately. You have a goal. You know where you want to be in the next couple of years. So as an entrepreneur, I think it's very important to think it through. And it's hard to ask someone who's 20 years old with that, yeah. with that same thing. It's, it's, it's also hard to ask someone who's 20 to start saving for retirement. That's true. Well, <laughs> geez, at least you yeah. and I could banter about that forever, <laughs> you know. Uh, but it, it is hard. It's, and the... You know, if had someone not at when I was 20, this if they didn't tell me to buy disability insurance, I would not have bought it. Yeah. And I'm that's like I'm so glad I did because when I did, I locked in my price all the way through. Right. You know, and I've got a good policy. Anyway, it was, it was one of those things. So, you know, I you the the mentoring. That's why I got involved with a lot of the high school kids and sure. college kids as, as you know, trying to mentor on the from the financial side was to try to get them thinking about stuff like that and, you know, put away a dollar a day. Sure. Know, put away. Oh, I agree. I said, you, you, waste to my more, kids. you waste more on all the junk stuff that they buy. I said, just put it, put it aside, throw it into, you know, some sort of investment. That sure. You got. And then, and then it's going to be like, wow, compounding. Oh, this, oh, that. And right. So they, they, they start seeing it. So, but someone who wants to be on their own and wants to start from the beginning, it's hard because they, if you're 20 years old or 18 years old and, and have that dream and you've, you know, you've had your own, you've watered yards for people right, on your own. Right, you've done no, stuff, I get it. How do they, you know, they haven't seen how the real world, real world works. And it really helps working for someone to know what, what can go wrong. What, do, what would you do better? What would you, what would, what do they do that you like to right. emulate? And I think we'll, you know, we're going to have another conversation in our series where we talk about that savings component and, and putting a little bit away every day. I mean, what people fail to realize is the younger you are, the more friendly time becomes mm -hmm. to that investing and long-term dream and compounding. And uh, we also could, you know, I, I, I'm really from the belief of it's what you keep. You know, yeah. as opposed to what you make. So we'll talk about a little bit about that as well. But I, I, I think that there's valuable lessons for these business owners. And, and when you're shaping that, that vision of an entrepreneur, 
and there is a little bit of success. I mean, I, I remember the story of me as a young stockbroker and, you know, the, the, my, one of my first months, I was rookie of the month. I had opened all these accounts. I made this great check and I'm like, ah, I'm invincible. <laughs> and then the next month I got slapped around when I didn't make anything. And, you know, but I felt I was invincible. And if I had based all my dreams off of that first check, boy, I was in for a real wake up call. And I think you need to approach things with a, a, a bit of reality and, you know, put your wins aside and feel good about it. But you need to also prepare for those times when there are losses or it's not going to be good. Right. And that comes all back to the planning. To say what we're we in need. that right You're now. Right. So uh, thank you very much. I know you're a busy guy. We got corporate tax returns right around the corner. And <laughs> there you. you are rapping with me. <laughs> so uh, we'll be, you know, getting into the next series uh, as we get deeper into this conversation. More importantly, uh, Mark, I can't thank you enough. Uh, you know, uh, Mark, if people are looking for some help as much as you want to, you know, try to downsize a little bit in your life, where's a good way to get a hold of you? How, how can they learn more about you? You can give me a call at 928-634-9524, uh, or you can shoot an email to Mark, M-A-R-C, at sterlingfisher.tax. Well, and if you need some help or bookkeeping or or somebody to kind of sort it all out for you, it, it doesn't get any better than this. That's right. So uh, We have to tell it that's the truth, right? <laughs> so this has been Pat Moran with Healthier Money and, and my buddy Mark Sterling. We look forward to catching you next time, and thanks for listening, and live long and profit.